RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. The government urges Hong Kong youngsters to apply for positions on the National Manned Space Programme. A signalling glitch disrupts rush hour services on the MTR's Tunma line. And Brazil's presidential election heads for a second round after the incumbent Jair Bolsonaro does better than expected. Hong Kong youngsters are being urged to apply for positions on the National Manned Space Programme. Yesterday, the central government invited Hong Kong and Macau to nominate candidates for the first time. The programme is looking for payload specialists who work on scientific experiments during missions. The Secretary for Innovation, Technology and Industry, Sun Dong, said those eligible should apply as soon as possible. We believe the competition will be very keen. That's why we hope every young person in Hong Kong who is eligible will apply. We hope there will be as many candidates as possible. I believe if we can nominate enough candidates, since it's the first time the nation is recruiting from Hong Kong and Macau, it's still possible for someone from Hong Kong to be selected. The MTR says train services between Diamond Hill and City One on the Tun Ma line have resumed after they were suspended during the rush hour period this morning due to signalling glitches. Problems began just before 8am with the rail operator warning of increased journey times of up to 20 minutes. Crowds and long queues were seen at various MTR stations before services began resuming about an hour later. A tourism professor says he expects a rapid rebound in visitors here if Hong Kong can fully open up to international travellers before Christmas. Professor Haiyan Sung from the Polytechnic University School of Hotel and Tourism Management welcomed the recent scrapping of hotel quarantine, which has been replaced with three days of medical surveillance. But he says the surveillance, as well as the requirements for PCR tests, still add risk to travellers' plans and may deter them. He told RTHK that if Hong Kong fully reopened, tourist arrivals would bounce back. I think they will be relatively quick, especially we are approaching Christmas holidays. So if we can fully open before that, there will be an influx of tourists from other countries than China. I think China probably still takes some time for opening up. And once Hong Kong is open to China or China is open to Hong Kong, then I would say next year you will see a lot of maybe a significant increase of tourist arrivals. Jair Bolsonaro has confounded expectations to force a runoff vote in Brazil's presidential election against the socialist former leader Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva. Lula won 48% of first-round votes, compared with just over 43 for Mr Bolsonaro. Lula told supporters he remained confident of winning. Yesterday there was a press conference, and I said that every election I take part in, I am always intent on winning in the first round. But there's one thing in my life that has been always motivating me and brings me to a renewal every day, which is the belief that nothing comes by chance in our lives. The right-wing president, Jair Bolsonaro, gained a far bigger share than opinion polls had suggested. More from the BBC's Katie Watson. Polls had predicted a 14 percentage point gap between the two candidates, but they underestimated the support for Jair Bolsonaro. After the results, Lula joked that Destiny liked to work him hard, but that he would win the election. He said the campaign for the second round would begin today. Bolsonaro, meanwhile, said that he would show people that the change they were looking for would mean Brazil ending up like Venezuela. 
With the two political foes now going head to head, it's a campaign that's about to get much more personal. The Secretary General of NATO says the capture of a Ukrainian town in territory annexed by President Putin demonstrates Ukraine's ability to push back against Russian forces. Speaking to US media a day after Ukrainian troops took control of the eastern town of Lyman, Jens Stoltenberg said progress was being made. Allies are stepping up to their support to Ukraine, uh, and, and that's the best way to ensure that these uh, territories, uh, they are part of Ukraine, and that, uh, and that Ukraine is actually able to uh, liberate and retake uh, occupied territory. And over uh, this weekend again, we have seen that they have been able to take a new uh, town, yeah. Lehman, uh, and that demonstrates that the Ukrainians are making progress. Mr. Stoltenberg added that a decision about Ukraine's application for NATO membership had to be taken by consensus by all 30 members of the alliance. Yemen's six-month-old ceasefire has officially ended with no word from the warring parties as to whether or not they've agreed to extend it. Nearly 400,000 people died last year in Yemen's civil war. The BBC's Mike Thompson reports. Yemen's nationwide ceasefire between Iran-backed Houthi rebels and Saudi-led coalition forces was first agreed in April this year. Since then, it's been extended twice for two months each time. But the Houthis now say the truce has reached a dead end. Although both sides have violated the ceasefire at different times, it has enabled some desperately needed aid supplies to reach civilians. The UN has called on both sides not to squander the progress made over the last six months. The authorities in Indonesia are investigating one of the deadliest football stadium disasters in recent decades. Officials say at least 125 people died at the match in Malang in East Java. Thousands of fans panicked and rushed for an exit after police fired tear gas at them when they invaded the pitch. The Deputy General Secretary of Indonesia's Football Association, Micah Ira Puspita, said they put measures in place a few months ago in an attempt to avoid such disasters. We initially had taken uh, some kind of preventive measures before. Back in July, we had conducted a workshop between the security officers uh, with all of the 18 clubs in the first division. And then we passed on this, the regulation, the competition regulation. And then, um, of course, this was shared with the police. They all know the protocols and the procedures. And then after that, we also take the preventive measures that the supporters of Persebaya cannot go to Kanjuruhan because of the intense rivalry be- between the two clubs. Chinese smartphone maker Xiaomi says it is disappointed with an Indian order that froze over 680 million US dollars of its assets. The order in April from India's federal financial crime fighting agency accused Xiaomi of making illegal remittances to foreign entities by passing them off as royalty payments. Xiaomi says over 84% of the money that's been frozen was the royalty payment to US chipset company Qualcomm. It said both Xiaomi and Qualcomm believed it was a legitimate legitimate commercial arrangement for Xiaomi India to pay Qualcomm royalty. The cost of butter in the U.S. has increased by about 30% in part thanks to a viral trend. The butter board craze features a serving board of softened, often flavoured butter creations and toppings alongside toasted breads. It was made popular by a Brooklyn-based recipe developer.
The Nord Stream 1 pipeline from Russia has stopped leaking gas, suggesting that all gas that was inside has now escaped. This follows Saturday's announcement that Nord Stream 2 had also stopped leaking. Both pipelines began losing gas last week at spots just south of Denmark and Sweden after what appeared to have been explosions in the vicinity. A cheating scandal has rocked the world of professional fishing in the United States. Two anglers keen to land a $5,000 top prize at a competition in Ohio have been sent packing after a judge discovered lead weights and pieces of other fish allegedly stuffed into the belly of one of their caught walleye fish. The BBC's David Lewis has been following the story. This was not how it was supposed to end. Anglers Chase Kaminsky and Jake Runyon had claimed victory at the Lake Erie Walleye Trail Championships in Cleveland. After a day on the water, the pair had brought an impressive pile of yellow pikes to the weigh-in, and their haul was heavy. Confidence you would imagine would be high. But they were soon reeled in. Sensing something not quite right, tournament director Jason Fisher, who also happens to be a police officer, sliced through their catch, finding several golf ball-sized lead weights lodged in one of the fish, as well as pieces of other walleye. Videos of an angry mob using colourful language and surrounding a sheepish-looking Mr Runyon have received millions of views on social media. In one clip, an onlooker can be heard calling for the police. Everybody listen to me right now. Jake, I want you to leave. I don't want anybody to touch these guys. I want you to leave. Jason, you should call the cops. Show the cops! Another voice in the video shouts, Where's your crown now? A second one says, you were the champ, dude. On a message attributed to Mr Fisher on the competition's Facebook page, he said he was disgusted and that he was glad the cheats were caught. He added, I will defend its integrity at all costs. Sports and we start in the English Premier League where Manchester Derby ended with a resounding 6-3 victory, a 6-3 win for City over their rivals United at the Etihad Stadium. Erling Haaland and Phil Foden each had three goals for City who moved to within a point of the leaders Arsenal. Haaland has scored a hat-trick in three consecutive home games. His boss Pep Guardiola says there's no limit to his potential. He will decide his limits, but uh, I have to say something. So what he have done here, was doing here, I've done in Norway, in Austria, and Germany. So it's nothing special. The numbers speak for itself. Other people said, I go to England, we've been difficult. You know, I say, depends difficult, related to the mates that you have. And he has a good mates <laughs> playing alongside to him. And when that's happened, make the, the life easier. Leeds United and Aston Villa played out a goalless draw at Elland Road. The home side played most of the second half with 10 men. Leeds manager Jesse Marsh was happy with the spirit shown by his side. That's what we know about our team, about our club, is, is we, we fight like lions. And, and we're, even when our backs are down, we're, we're going to give everything we have. And so you saw that mentality, you saw that character today. And now my job is to continue to try to push the team to get better. In Spain, Real Madrid dropped points for the first time this season, though they're, they're still unbeaten. Details from the BBC's Andy Barwell. Real Madrid remain unbeaten, 
but their 100% record is over. Carlo Ancelotti's side were held one apiece at home by 10-man Osasuna. Karim Benzema's miss from the penalty spot late on in the game proved to be costly. Real are now level on points with Barcelona at the top of the table, but have an inferior goal difference. Elsewhere, Valencia snatched an equaliser in the sixth minute of added time to draw 2-2 at Espanyol. A setback for fourth place Real Betis, who lost 1-0 to Celta Vigo. Real Sociedad scored three times in the last 25 minutes as they picked up a 5-3 win at Girona. Max Verstappen's wait for a second Formula One world title now goes on until the next race in Japan after his seventh place finish at last night's rain-affected Singapore Grand Prix. Verstappen's Red Bull teammate Sergio Perez was the winner at the Marina Bay Street Circuit and was proud with his drive in the race. Yeah, it was certainly, I think, my best, my best performance. I controlled the race, although the warm-up was pretty difficult. Uh, the, the last few laps was so intense. In athletics, Kenya's Amos Kip, Kipruto and the Ethiopian runner Yalem Zerfiehuala have won their first titles in the London Marathon. There was also a record-breaking Swiss cleanup in the men's and women's wheelchair races. The BBC's Ed Harry reports. At the age of 23, Yalemzerf Yoelo of Ethiopia really is an emerging young star of the marathon. She fell during Sunday's race just past the 20-mile mark, having not seen a bump in the road. She got straight up with five kilometres to go. She was briefly shoulder to shoulder with defending champion Joycelyn Jepkosge of Kenya, but then ran away from last year's winner to record a winning time of 2.17.26, almost identical to the time that she'd run on debut in Hamburg back in April. That got us all so excited about her potential. The men's race went to Amos Kipruto of Kenya. Notable that one really for some of those who dropped away when the pace was poured on. Among them Kenanisa Bekele in the latter stages and the defending champion Cisse Lemmer. And in the wheelchair races, Marcel Hoog winning London for a fourth time successfully defending his title, breaking his own course record. And Catherine de Brunner, his Swiss compatriot victorious last week in Berlin and again on the streets of London where she also broke the course record. And those are her first two outings over the marathon distance. England's cricketers have won the seventh and final game of their T20 series against Pakistan, beating the hosts by 67 runs in Lahore to take the series 4-3. England made 209 for three, while Pakistan replied with 142 for eight in their 20 overs. Here's the England skipper Moeen Ali after their first action in Pakistan since 2005. The whole series we played really well. Um, we lost two games um, when we were chasing lowish scores and didn't manage to win those games and we were very disappointed with them results. But generally I thought we played really well in the series and really pleased with the way we played tonight for sure. And now for the weather, fine and hot. Fine, very hot this afternoon, moderate easterly winds. The outlook, fine, very hot and dry tomorrow. Winds will strengthen from the east gradually on Wednesday. There will be a few showers and temperatures will fall slightly in the following couple of days. The temperature is 32 degrees, relative humidity 62% and the very hot weather warning is in force. To end the news, the top stories once again. The government urges Hong Kong youngsters to apply for positions on the National Manned Space Programme. A signalling glitch disrupts rush hour services on the MTR's Chunma line. And Brazil's presidential election heads for a second round after the incumbent Jair Bolsonaro does better than expected. The news from RTHK. On your radio and live online, this is The Brew Till Two. Like I'm 22, you know I'm 305, tatted on my body, I got everybody in a job. 
Somebody hit the light camera, let me improvise. Can I get a hallelujah? More moolah, more peace for my medulla. The whole crew up, yeah. Louis Prada, Dundada. Top flow, come take a ride up with the rider. I came up from the bottom. You have no idea. You can't swipe through my story. Write my name in his story. Oh, Reemerge from the side like a god. I'm talking real guap. 23, 45 with the rock. I'm alive. I am not what they think. I like it dirty. I be filthy with the ricochet. She threw it at me. I hit it right down the straightaway. Feel like somebody put a blue pill in my lemonade. I think that's how I ended up in the bay with this pain in my head. You know I came up from the bottom. You have no Flow Rider, right here on Radio 3, and what a night, and what a night it was yesterday in Singapore. And from my layman's point of view, I want to use words like, it was a spill, a humdinger, but Tim Huxley's the expert to tell us all about the Singapore Grand Prix. How are you, Tim? Welcome back to the programme. Very well, Phil. Great to be back on. Uh, And indeed, we had a bit of a stunner down in uh, Singapore last night. I thought this morning, bright and early, I've got to ring up Tim because Danny was getting well into it the other day on Sports and All. He didn't say the word Perez once. I don't think many of of the guys would have done, right? Ah, well, old Sergio, the Mexican, uh, (laughs) this was his fourth win uh, and uh, he started second on the grid. Uh, got away well, led from lights to flag. Really consummate performance. Uh, he won in Monte Carlo earlier this year. Yeah. And his team boss said afterwards, this win was better. It was the best drive of his life. And I have to be honest, I, I concur with that. He really did do a fantastic job. Bit of a scare towards the end uh, when he looked like he'd made a bit of a mistake. In uh, the There was a, an accident when uh, the Japanese driver Yuki Sonoda crashed. Yeah. Mm. And that bought out the safety car. Now, the safety car, uh, that is there to sort of get everybody under control, keep them at a certain pace. And the lead driver is supposed to stay within 10 car lengths of the safety car. Okay. Now, Perez dropped back a bit more than that, and that meant he was likely to get uh, a five-second penalty. Oh, it's got to be exactly 10 car lengths, kind of. Yeah, 10 car lengths. It's not that much. So he was going to get a five-second penalty. Yeah. Now, his engineers got on the phone to him uh, on the radio and uh, when when racing resumed, and they, they he just said, 
let's disappear. Basically, you've got to get going, mate. You've got to pull out more than a five-second lead right. over Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari, who was running second. You've got to do that, because if you get a penalty added onto your time, you're going to be dropped a second. Mm. And he managed to do it, which is pretty good, because after the safety car, Leclerc was only well, less than half a second behind him. And Perez really got the hammer down and pulled out uh, a good lead. And so he did a great job. Uh, and uh, and took the win, and uh, yeah. I think everybody could be very happy for him. Well deserved. Yeah. Now tell me a little bit about the things that didn't go quite according to plan, according to the pundit. First things first. So Max Verstappen came in seventh. I'd like you to explain that in just a second. But the technicality here is, and you're just going to go, yeah, of course he could still win. I mean, he could win his second title next week. So get into those if you would. Yeah, uh, Verstappen. He had a bad weekend. It was his 25th birthday on Friday. Yeah. But in qualifying, th 